Welcome back to the Connected Aircraft Podcast. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III, and this is a special edition episode of the podcast sponsored by Wind River. Wind River describes itself as a global leader in delivering software for intelligent connected systems and offers a comprehensive edge-to-cloud software portfolio designed to address the challenges and opportunities critical infrastructure companies face when evolving and modernizing their systems as they work to realize the full potential of the Internet of Things. On this episode, we are featuring a recent interview with Christine Stevens. She is the Senior Director of Aerospace and Defense at Wind River to discuss how she sees avionics systems in commercial and defense aircraft as we know them today becoming more digitally transformed in the future. Stevens provides some perspective on how avionic systems could be digitally transformed in the future and function on a digital feedback loop, similar to the way the autopilot software in Tesla cars operate today. So let's get into our discussion with Christine. So can you first just start with a brief introduction to your role with Wind River and some of your day-to-day tasks and activities there? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, My role is Senior Director of Business Development for Wind River's Aerospace and Defense Vertical. Uh, And in that role, I am responsible for um, personalized and ongoing conversations with our customers uh, that address the specific needs of um, their digital transformations. So I've been with Wind River for two years. And before that, I worked uh, for 20 years in aerospace and defense uh, for various prime systems integrators. Um, and you know, Wind River's vision and my role in essence is to drive deep transformational change uh, where technology empowers and protects organizations and societies. And, um, you know, as it relates to commercial and defense markets Uh, and the conversations that I have day in and day out uh, with my customers are really centered around how they might realize the digital future of our planet in systems where security, reliability uh, and safety are not optional. Those are really the things that Wind River uh, hangs its hat on, safety, security and reliability. I see. Sounds like an interesting role. So in recent years, different industries have adopted a new approach for development or a new Tesla-like approach that emphasizes the flexibility and scalability of software and digital feedback loops. How can the avionic systems as we know them today in service on commercial and military aircraft become digitally transformed to operate in a cloud-native way that mirrors the way Tesla vehicles receive regular updates as part of a digital feedback loop. Oh, sure, Woodrow. Yeah, so I I think that digitally transformed avionics will rely increasingly on uh, advanced software for things like motion planning, trajectory prediction, and predictive analysis, um, you know, integrated with sensor fusion. And these systems will analyze massive amounts of data to perform next-gen functions so they can develop and deploy systems, running applications, uh, such as machine learning and analytics. Um, This allows them to make constant improvements in a digital feedback loop, um, which in turn enables endless adaptability. 
and I, I think that um, you know, one example of how avionic systems need to digi digitally transform would you know, be the uh, example from MH370 several years ago. Uh, and you know, that it begs the question, why isn't black box data continually transmitted back to the cloud? Because that would be you know, the ultimate digital feedback loop uh, to have all operational data fed back to the cloud. Uh, bandwidth limitations and you know, current state-of-the-art in communication systems, plus a you know, lack of total coverage of communications across the globe uh, means that there are, um, you know, of course, some remaining black spots. But the, the idea of a black box in the cloud, though, you know, such that all operational data is fed back to the black box, uh, back to the cloud would be a great goal, uh, especially you know, for commercial flight. Um, now, defense customers are also very interested in digital feedback loops uh, for all sorts of missions. So one current use case uh, would be digital twins for testing and pre-testing of updates. Uh, and they, they tend to use physical models alongside um, you know, simulation models. Um, the, the next step there then would be to take those sorts of systems and push them out to live aircraft. I don't have a timeline here, but you know it's inevitable. We just need to make sure that we don't compromise the safety and security of the aircraft, you know, in doing that, and, and make sure that, you know, of course, as in the earlier example, that we have enough bandwidth to accommodate the huge amounts of data. Um, you know, digital transformations are still needed in the areas of speed to deployment and cybersecurity, and uh, you know, here in the U.S., the software development in the U.S. military. Uh, and the current state of the art is probably being led by the Air Force's Platform One initiative, uh, with the other services, you know, the Navy and the Army, being fast followers. Um, and in a, a recent DOD CIO community of practice presentation, Platform One CIO Matt Houston presented some very impressive statistics for Platform One software delivery metrics, um, which is, of course, all you know, cloud-based, by the way. Um, so in terms of deployment frequency, lead time for changes, time to restore service and change failure rates, um, you know, they're definitely uh, trying to meet the need for flexibility and scalability. Um, and so while this is great for the few dozen Pioneer programs who are already using Platform One, uh, this kind of capability needs to be duplicated or leveraged across the rest of the A&D community. Um, and then you just you know, one last piece on that, though, the digital transformation, um, you know, it, it is needed uh, to make avionic systems more resilient to cyber threats also. Um, and that, I think, in part will be aided by regularly deploying updates to the far edge uh, to combat cyber vulnerabilities. And of course, that's that will be cloud based. Those pushes to, you know, to the far, far edge will be cloud based. And speaking of the cloud and especially edge computing, how might intelligent edge operations improve maintenance and operation of avionics? Oh yeah, yeah, that's, I think we're seeing some of that today. Um, edge computing already exists in airborne platforms, of course, and have for a while, but they are maturing from reactive systems to predictive systems, which is especially valuable for maintenance and operations. So to, to take an example from commercial aerospace, um, you know, there was a wonderful example of this a few years ago uh, from EasyJet. And um, 
you know, this is all in the public domain, so you can everyone can check it out. But using big data in Airbus's cloud and looking at all the fuel consumption across a few hundred aircraft flying thousands of routes, they noticed that one aircraft in particular was using more fuel, you know, than the others. And they, you know, they checked the engine efficiency and it was fine. And they looked at other parameters. Um, and, and they found that a the tail rudder on this one aircraft was misaligned by a very small amount, something that you know a human maintainer would not have noticed visually. Um, but they discovered it through you know excessive fuel burn data. So here is a great example of cloud data being used to detect a you know what's called 0.5% increase in fuel burn on a single aircraft due to it having a misaligned rudder, um, you know, with the connectivity element here being, you know, effective use of big data analytics. And let's talk a little bit more about that connectivity element. I mean, what what is the connectivity element that's needed to enable an intelligent edge concept for avionics once they enter into flight operational service? Yeah, in this this particular example, it was the big data analytics that um, Airbus's um, platform has allowed, and I think actually the you know the, um, the Europeans have been you know maturing this field for a long time, and here we have seen you know one particularly good example of it. Um, so it's it, it's really what's needed. They're they're collecting the data in the cloud, and you know the, the avionics uh, platforms are getting more mature in that regard. Um, but it's it's really making use of the data that's been kind of um, the big hole for a while. And how might software replace or consolidate traditional sensing and planning functions? Um, I think software has been slowly replacing traditional sensing and planning, uh, at least in the Air Force for some time, the U.S. Air Force. Um, and I'm thinking here of their Global Hawk platform. Um, which is a fully autonomous uh, hail, so higher high altitude, um, long endurance aircraft built by Northrop Grumman. Um, and the commercial market, though, will see more of this um, as the urban air mobility market takes off. So as you know, new industry players come online for things like autonomous taxis and EV tolls. Um, you know, Features like in-flight connectivity to get data out of these systems will need to be far better than in current systems. Um, you know, in, in initial flights, we'll need to have pilots on board um, for a little while. But you know, I think the software will mature to uh, you know a state where you know it's doing everything. How soon might this concept become a reality, and which challenges still need to be overcome? Oh, yeah, good question. Lots of challenges probably to list um, during a podcast, but you know, eventually the pilot will go away. FAA and um, EASA, the European equivalent of FAA, is a tech roadmap that shows um, you know, that we will need to rely on a human pilot, probably out 2025 at least. Um, and then you know, after that, we will be relying on data services exclusively. exclusively. Um, you know, to know what's going on in the aircraft. Well, Christine, thanks for coming on the podcast today and explaining to us this avionics intelligence 
edge concept and hopefully we'll you know see this advance and become a reality in the near future yeah i hope so i'm excited So that brings us to the end of this episode. As always, please subscribe to us on Apple's podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast.